Hello everyone and good evening and welcome to another episode of Everyday Black History. I hope you all had a great weekend. Um, if you had um, today President's Day off, I hope you enjoyed the three-day weekend and you know Valentine's Day was on Friday. Hopefully you took that special someone out and you had a nice time over the weekend. And if you don't have a special someone, hopefully you made some time for yourself that you were able to enjoy and get refreshed over the weekend, especially if you had today off. Hopefully you just made a, had a relaxing weekend. And if you had to work and if you had to hustle this weekend, I hope you were productive. I hope you made, you know, got that bag. You know, I just hope it was a productive weekend and a good weekend for everyone. I myself enjoyed my weekend and enjoyed this day off. And so now we're just going to, you know, get back to Black History, you know, since we're still in Black History Month. And since this is everyday Black History, this is what we do here. We're going to continue on and talking about um, our historical achievements and accomplishments. And since um, I missed a few days over the last weekend, I'm going to um, fit in a, a, you know, a few people today. Um, I may do three, but I think I might just keep it to two just because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to stuff too much in and then, you know, I, I want each person, each person, uh, person, excuse me, to, uh, to shine, you know? Um, so today on our everyday black history, we're going to cover, um, the first person we're going to cover is a sister by the name of Angela Benton and Angela Benton is a businesswoman. She's a, you know, entrepreneur. She's a leader in the tech industry, a pioneer in diversity in the tech industry. Um, she started a few businesses, and one of the main businesses that she started that she's known for is, a, is an, um, an accelerator uh, by the name of New Me. And uh, New Me is a program she started for minorities um, in the tech industry and, and to help fund uh, minority uh, startup uh, businesses in the tech industry, which she started back in 2011. Um, she's a pioneer for diversity in the tech industry and one of the most important uh, black Americans in the technology field. Uh, she's helped minority-led tech companies raise over $47 million in venture capital funding uh, since she started uh, New Me. And she's received you know, many accolade, uh, accolades and, um, and uh, just a lot of uh, uh, credit and respect from notable publications for her work. Um, such as Ebony, um, uh, the uh, Bloomberg, uh, Forbes, Good Morning America, Wall Street Journal, all of them took notice of her work, the work that she was doing, talking about um, diversity, not just for minorities in the tech industry, but also for women as well. Now, her career in the tech field uh, started years ago. Um, even before New Me, she launched Black Web uh, 2.0 in uh, August of 2007. And uh, she said that she launched uh, this this website because she was frustrated uh, that she couldn't find any information on what uh, blacks were doing in technology, um, whether it was from the entrepreneur startup angle or from the corporate perspective. So she started this website and it uh, quickly uh, began to gain, gain steam um, amongst you know black tech folks and early adopters. Uh, giving them a place where they can uh, be heard and featured. And um, her partner on the site was a man by the name of Marcus Robinson, and he was the uh, COO of the site. And uh, he was a key figure in growing the platform. And um, 
you know, Angela Benton, she served as the editor and main writer for the site. And uh, they used the platform to feature and discuss key topics in black culture, technology, and how both of them intersected. So no doubt, you know, this was uh, a godsend to uh, black men and women in the tech field who uh, probably felt ignored or weren't really able to get their ideas off the ground or to a wide audience because many people might not have even been you know, familiar with the work that some of these black tech men and women were even doing. So this this website you know, was a was a good platform um, for us in, in, in the tech field during this time in 2007. Uh, they often critique products and the digital uh, strategies of uh, black American uh, media businesses. And they even forecasted uh, trends in the arena. And um, so they quickly became, uh, you know, leading experts in uh, that that space. Um, and, but this is just the start. You know, it was it was this website. It was the, um, you know, the idea for this website, which started her on the path for the new me accelerator. And in June 2011, she launched the first new me accelerator cohort in Silicon Valley. And um, she got the leading uh, figures, uh, the, the tech industry's elite, to come there and speak and be mentors and supporters. Uh, Google, Twitter, uh, Ben Horowitz, uh, Facebook, Mitch Kapoor. I mean, pretty much the who's who of the tech industry. She got him to come to the first accelerator for New Me. And uh, as we mentioned before, the program was largely responsible for being a catalyst for elevating the conversation around diversity in the tech industry for both uh, ethnic minorities and for women. And um, as you mentioned before, uh, the, the, this, this, uh, this accelerated program that she started helped to provide $47 million in venture capital funding for minority-owned tech companies. And uh, she recently sold New Me in December 2018. But uh, just there's a lot of people and there's a lot of black men and women in the tech field that's thankful to her for her work because she helped to start this conversation. Because for the most part, you know, it wasn't a conversation that was being had before she brought attention to it. Um, you know, we all use Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all these different platforms and you know, you know, most of them were started, you know, all of them, what am I talking about? All of them were started by, you know, white men and the companies, you know, are mostly 95%, if not a, close to 100% white. But um, because, and as I mentioned before, you know, there were black men and women in tech, they just weren't getting the same attention in, in venture capital funding. But um, because of her work through Black Web 2.0, the new Me Accelerator, you know, some of these people were able to get attention and get funding for their ideas and for their projects. And her her work, as we mentioned before, was was noticed by a lot of people. And one of the people who noticed her work was um, journalist uh, Soledad O'Brien, who uh, did a, a documentary feature on her for CNN called Black in America. And uh, she was featured as one of the primary sus uh, subjects in the uh, documentary. And uh, the documentary's focus is on chronicling the stories of um, of eight new me accelerated participants that traveled to Silicon Valley to work on their startups. And um, it also uh, uh, catapulted the new me accelerated to a national stage. And uh, and 
and as it sparked a heated industry debate on the lack of minorities in technology. So once it got to CNN, now it just went from being just a uh, a seminar for mentors and and supporters of new me to help work to work with uh, and help minorities in the business. Once CNN got got a hold of it and was was featured in this uh, documentary, Black in America, then it became more national. And um, it, as we said before, it just brought more attention to to the topic. And um, you know, Angela Benton is is to thank for that. Um, despite all this, you know, she uh, is also a philanthropist. You know, um, is she? You know, she also uh, had time to travel to Malawi and to uh, support local villages with solar power, solar powered energy. Um, she started a, uh, a project there that was dedicated to providing uh, solar electricity to the poorest rural households in Africa. And uh, her investment powered 10 villages in Malawi. And she even produced a documentary while she was there entitled Venture um, that uh, highlighted her time there. So, you know, a busy woman, you know, um, and, and, and her work speaks for itself. Uh, some of the... Uh, uh, other magazines or, or publications that took note of her work was a uh, Business Insiders. Uh, they named her 46. They named her one of the 46 most important African Americans in technology. Marie Marie Claire, uh, one of the 20 women changing the ratio. Uh, BET gave it a Tech Maven Award. Uh, uh, the uh, Black Enterprise named her 40 Women of Power Under 40. Uh, Minority Media and Telecommunications Hall of Fame she was named as a part of Fast Company Magazine's Most Influential Women in Technology so I mean the list goes on and on and as we mentioned her work speaks for itself so Angela Benton we just thank you for what you're doing uh, and for black history and black culture and what you and what you're going to continue to do I mean you know she's you know a woman in her late 30s from Chicago you know and you know she's she's continuing to do big things and she's going to continue to do big things and we look forward to seeing what else she she accomplishes and we'll continue to follow her progress and any any big things that she do will always come back to her just like we'll do for anybody who's still continuing to add to the culture and to and um, accomplishing big things so Angela Benton we salute you for what you've done so far for black history and black culture now the next person we're going to highlight today is a brother by the name of Tristan Walker. And Tristan Walker uh, started a company by the name of Bevel. And Bevel, um, they uh, started off by uh, selling razors, uh, single blade uh, razors. And, uh, you know, for black men, those of us who shave, you know, a lot of times we get irritation and razor bumps. And, you know, a lot of these uh, multi-blade razors that are sold in a lot of drugstores aren't good for our our hair, our hair type. And, and, you know, when we use these razors, the hair goes back into the skin because our hair is curly. Our hair is more kinky, has kink to it. So when we, if we use one of these multi-rate, these big razors or whatever, the hair will go back into the skin causing razor bumps and then you have problems. So, you know, in 2013, he, he founded Walker and Company Brands. And it was a startup that was a, that was uh, focused on selling personal care products for people of color, and you know, 
you can imagine how frustrating going to the drugstore and um, like me I personally I use clippers but for those who use you know razors you already know you got what you're gonna have to deal with you know with, with razor bumps if you use those cheap razors you got it's hard to find um, hair, you know hair, hair products for shaving that's uh, good for our skin so uh, in 2013 he started his own company and um, he started uh, bevel the bevel razor which is a single blade razor that works best for our skin black skin and he says it mitigates the problems he experienced with other razors it also has a traditional shaving brush shaving cream and other skincare products and um, you know initially it was sold online and then target uh, it got the attention of target and then target started selling their products in their stores starting in 2016 and that helped the company to grow even more um, and uh, uh, last year uh, they uh, became a subsidiary of um, of uh, Procter & Gamble they partnered up with Procter & Gamble so that they can have the resources of a big company to help with research and development and you know he's CEO of the company and they have complete autonomy even though they are a subsidiary of Procter & Gamble but that acquisition them being acquired by them helped them is going to help them to grow even more where they can bring out more products um, for people of color as uh, just recently they uh, started a uh, line for a uh, skincare line for women uh, that they added to their uh, product lineup and um, and yeah so now they 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 have a research and development you know that they can help grow their products I mean and you know just some background information on him he's from uh, Queens New York South Jamaica um, and he, he was raised by a single mom. His mom worked three jobs to support him and his siblings. And, you know, he was uh, a graduate from Stony Brook University, a SUNY school out in Long Island. And he went to California to get his uh, master's degree from Stanford. And while he was in California, he worked for some, for some, tech, com- for some tech companies, Twitter, uh, Foursquare. And he even uh, later on took on a job at a venture capital firm. And the knowledge that he um, learned while working at these tech companies in California and Silicon Valley, it helped them to it helped him to uh, start it helped him to start Bevel. It helped him to get the funding and just the know-how on how to run a company and how to um, sell stuff online properly and to you know effectively reach people. And even before he was acquired, even before Bevel, uh, uh, Walker, his company, um, Walker Products, was acquired by Procter & Gamble, he had already raised over $39 million in outside funding uh, over four rounds. And, um, you know, so that, he, so even before, you know, partnering up with Procter & Gamble, he still was raising money and he still was growing his company from the ground up. So, um, you know, we look forward to seeing what how you know Bevel continues to grow. He have he even had celebrity investors such as Magic Johnson, John Legend, uh, my man Nas, you know, were some of the in- investors in his company. As a matter of fact, Nas, you know, did a voiceover on one of the commercials uh, for Bevel, um, and you know they advertised. I, I was watching um, a commercial with him and his kids, and them you know, just yesterday, and they were um, promoting Bevel razors and. You know, and, and it's important to me because he made this product for, you know, men of color, you know, men like myself. And 
you know, I uh, like to support black business and, you know, and, and make those purchases because it's important. You know, we got to support one another. And um, but he's, you know, uh, some people may look at him, uh, you know, partnering up with Procter and Gamble as a way of another as a way of, uh, you know, a, a, another, you know, large conglomerate, you know, buying a black owned company. But as mentioned, he still is a CEO and he still has complete autonomy over his company. It's kind of like, you know, Jay-Z's Rock Nation with Universal Music Group. Universal Music Music Group is a big conglomerate and they in Rock Nation is under Universal Music Group, but Rock Nation is still Jay-Z's. He still ha- he has complete autonomy to do whatever he wants and structure his contracts and release his music and or his artist music whenever he wants. It's the same thing with this. You know, even though Bevel is a subsidiary of Procter & Gamble, uh, Tristan Walker still is a CEO and owner of his company and still makes the decisions of his company. And now he has a bigger platform because, you know, you know, as a as we talked about, you know, uh, earlier with Angela Benton and Angela Benton and and uh, black men and women in the tech field, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to get the funding and the attention. Bevel has been out since 2013 and he's been growing it from the ground up. You know, Target took notice of it in 2016. You know, so that's three years. And then now, you know, here it is in, in um, 2020. And, and he just recently partnered up with Procter & Gamble. And this happened slow in comparison to other brands. You think of Dollar Shave Club and um, some of these other brands who within a year, you know, they have, you know, nine figure uh, valuations and all the venture capital, uh, all the venture capitalists are throwing money at their at their companies and these are all razor hair care companies you know it's easier for them to get funding for their companies but for a black man you know like tristan walker even though he worked in silicon valley and know a lot of the venture capitalists and they you know gave him money for his company you know or investing in his company it still was harder for him to get started and get it off the ground than it is for some of these companies, like I just mentioned, like Dollar Shave Club or, or, or the other one, Harry's or whatever. So him partnering up with a bigger company like Procter & Gamble helps him to be able to reach a larger audience, to be able to get more products you know, out there. And because like, as I mentioned before, he's expanding into you know, women products. So this helps him to grow his business and to, to reach more people. So I'm not mad at it. It's it, it's a good thing, you know, and I feel like it can only help him grow and help him to, to do better. So, you know, this his, his starting his own business, his own company like this, razors at that, you know, inventing his own razor and selling it and doing it all on his own, you know, for the last, you know, six years before he decided to partner up, that's a big thing. And, you know, with Tristan Walker as well, we look forward to seeing, you know, what else he's going to accomplish. Because, you know, he's not going to stop here. You know, he's, he, he's got other things in the, in, the, in the pipeline of what he's going to do and what he's going to create. You know, he's a young man in his, in his mid-30s. So we definitely look forward to seeing uh, what he's going to accomplish further. So Tristan Walker, we salute you as well. And uh, for your contribution in black history and black culture, and we look forward to seeing what you will continue to accomplish. So I was going to do a third one, but like I said, I didn't want to squeeze in too much. But um, my next episode, I'm going to highlight some more uh, people um, who are doing things now and, and uh, entrepreneurs and 
who uh, and doing things in, in that's big for Black history. You know, uh, people who are starting starting companies now and growing them from the ground up. Um, uh, the next company I want to highlight, you know, um, is a watch company started by a young brother from Virginia. It's called Tally and Twine. So I'm gonna talk a little more about that on the next episode um, because he he has a, a interesting story as well. So we're gonna continue to do, you know, accomplishments in Black history from the past, the present, you know, and even we're gonna um, highlight some some future um, people who who we look to see what they're gonna be doing in the future, you know. So that concludes this episode of Everyday Black History. And um, we just want to thank you all for the support, for the mentions and recommendations and everything. Thank you so much for the support. Because, um, you know, it's, it's important for us to, to, to cover our history and for us to know it. You know, because we, we accomplish so much and usually we get, you know, you know passed over or forgotten about. So uh, we just want to thank all, all everyone for the support from uh, Everyday Black History. Uh, So that concludes this episode and stay tuned for the next one.